welcome to the Game of Mao Indie Music Podcast with the Reverend Metal Elvis, the main band Maverick, Robbie Mao, and with the man with the magic fingers, Steve Ferris. Today, the interview with Molehill out of Chicago, and also following up with music from All right, baby, here we go. Let's get ready. Hey, everybody, this is the debut of the Game of Mount Indie Music Podcast, the interviews, and I have a great interview for you today. It is Molehill out of Chicago. We did it on location at Shamrocks in Omaha, and uh, it is a great interview. It ended up being about 45 minutes long, so a couple things I had to cut here and there, but it, in most of the part, it is in its entirety. Because of the length, this will be a two-parter, so make sure you do tune in for round two. Guys, uh, it was on location, and I did have my portable studio, and one of my ports were not working correctly, so in some places it is a little tinny, and it took a lot of editing, a lot of editing, so I hope you guys enjoy it, and then after the interview, of course, we're going to be playing some Molehill for you, so sit back and enjoy, and I hope you have a good time. If you have questions or comments, be... Uh, free to email me at gomentertainment at gmail.com tweet me uh, at game of mal and also on facebook as well gom entertainment uh, thanks a lot guys listen have fun let me know what you think all right Good morning, everybody. This is Reverend Metal Elvis Robbie Mel with a band that has the right to call themselves one of the ten greatest indie bands in the world. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, this is Molehill out of Chicago. Um, guys, uh, tell me a little bit about the the past battle, the Hard Rock Cafe, if anybody wants to talk about that. Um, the Hard Rock Cafe uh, sponsored this or Hard Rock, yeah, Hard Rock Cafe sponsored this battle of the bands, worldwide battle of the bands. It was, what, 12,000? Yeah, 12, something 000. like that. Yeah, hard, it was called Hard Rock Rising. There were 12,000 entries. I think there were five or 600 locally in Chicago. And um, we were lucky enough to get to the end of Chicago and win the city of Chicago, get to the last hundred or so bands. 86 worldwide. 86 bands worldwide. Representing 86 Hard Rock Cafes worldwide. Where's my check? And then, <laughs> and then, and then after the '86 bands, we uh, ended up getting in the top ten uh, votes um, across the country, which got us to be judged by a panel. I think Steve Van Zant was on it from Springsteen. We ultimately ended up not winning. Um, heartbreaker. It was it was a heartbreaker. <laughs> but we ended up meeting the winning band in uh, Canton a few weeks ago when we were playing and they were really really awesome they came out and saw our show we partied until very late and uh peter and i woke up and it was a total disaster so yeah that that in a nutshell is how it went um so it was good to lose to some cool guys yeah too. yeah and we you know we also you know i think we made we made some new fans um and um we got to meet um some people that seem like they're going to be help us be able to help us in the future through this uh, process so yeah it's definitely a good resume builder um to be in that thing and you know win the Chicago round and everything. And, you know, the other bands are awesome, so it's just kind of like a random numbers kind of thing. I mean, I'm not saying we're better than any bands, but it was very cool to win because at least we can throw that out there on the resume. And, uh, you know, I guess it sounds good. 
sounds impressive. Yes. Yeah, if you will. We played three, four, three or four. Started with voting in Chicago. Oh yeah, right? it started, like yeah, it started with voting Chicago in Chicago. Bands. So online voting. Then once we had that, there were four judged live rounds by local, a uh, couple local promoters. So in, that was through twelve Chicago bands sh- made it through yeah, the voting round. Yeah, twelve Chicago bands made it to the live performances, and then we ended up winning. I mean, winning. I say that in quotation marks. Um, <laughs> the live, the live performances, um, and that got us to the next round. So. There, there were four performances, but uh, and then two, two voting rounds. We still have hard rock traffic. Yeah, we've like, yeah, we have yeah. a ton of yeah. We, we need to, yeah, we need to go rage at hard rock stuff. Yeah, yeah, true, very true. This uh, is the Game of Mal indie music podcast for a reason. We love to uh, talk about uh, independent bands that are away from everybody else. Do you guys have a favorite independent band? Besides yourself. Could you uh, let, let's agree on the definition of independent first? Uh, independent, as in um, unsigned by a label, unsigned by a major uh, management or promotion. You can say any local band wow, or is... small band, yeah, tough. unsigned band. I mean, God, there are so many bands that we've run into. I mean, we if like. you were at home <laughs> sitting by yourself and you heard this local band is going to be playing, and you actually got off your ass and went down to see them. Um. Yeah, Empires is cool. Yeah, but there's Chicago. a band out of Chicago called Empires that we very, very much like. Oh, there's a great band out of Brooklyn right now. They're actually, I think they might be um, Bulgarian, but they live in Brooklyn now, but they're called Hank and Cupcakes, and it's a drum and bass duo. They actually played in Chicago last night at Shuba's, and I saw them in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania when I was out there, and they uh, really, really blew me away. They were... Um, I wasn't even like in love with songwriting per se, but like I was just amazed by how, as a drum and bass duo, they could cover. They were like covering everything, you know. You didn't, you weren't missing keyboards, guitars, and they um, just it was really cool. So Hank and Cupcakes. Yeah, I don't know which bands I, I, I feel like all the bands that I listen to are probably, are they signed? I mean, is Delta Spirit are they I mean, signed d- by a major? I, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a big Delta Spirit fan. I don't even know if they're on a major label or not. I know they're with, they've got to be with a major touring agency. I mean, they tour all the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Play huge festivals and stuff, but I don't know if they're on a major or not. Yeah. So if they're not, then Delta Spirit. If they are, then that's DQ'd. Uh, who else? Yeah, who I really like... Head in the Heart is really cool. Yeah. I don't know, are they on a major? I, I probably... I, I really like a band out of uh, Denver called the the Photo Atlas. Oh, yeah, they're um, cool. And the epilogues are very good, too. We uh, played a show with them a couple years ago, and they've been... Just grinding, man. Just doing, doing what we're all doing, and I really like them. I'm a big fan out of the, of the Wet Darlings out of Columbus. Yeah, yeah, Wet they're Darlings. They're awesome. Are they're kind of like, they're kind of uh, proggy rock. Yeah, but great, no, great. I tunes. agree with you. Yeah. The Wet Darlings. <laughs> De- I, uh, I got to give the mics to Devin sometimes De- for De- sharing a mic. Devin agrees. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got it. one without a mic. I am uh, working on uh, a very small system on location at uh, Shamrocks here in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, beautiful Omaha. Beautiful Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, compared today. to la- compared to last time we were here, yeah. last time it was like the building practically got knocked down by her um, by a tornado. Yeah, sorry, I almost said hurricane. I'm used to the uh, and one, one of our <laughs> buddies had flown in from um, Amsterdam, Amsterdam, and surprised us in Omaha. 
and uh, and John, Drunk, like, yeah, off his ass, yeah. But yeah, John is an avid avid supporter of Molehill. He's been there, he's been there for the whole ride, and he, <laughs> he flew is, the whole way in from Amsterdam. He was so funny when he I saw him at the venue. He was like, "What is he doing here?" He just yeah. says, "What is he doing here?" And gives yeah. me a big hug. Yeah. Like, dude, you're an animal. <laughs> he was like one of probably like five people in the club that day. It was the craziest rain, and we blew a tire that day on a totally unrelated, not related to the rain, but. That show was a disaster. Yeah, with like a huge crowd of people watching Greg. <laughs> He's like trying to. <laughs> and then, and then P- Peter was, of course, had a couple drinks, and I was just being really upset and having to like change a tire. Peter, of course, offered to help, and I was like, "No, I have it." And the next day, I like wake up and my shoulder, I like completely tweak my shoulder. Nice. Peter's like, "I offered to help." And then after he didn't want my help, I offered to get him a shot, and he didn't want that either. So yeah, it, it was it was just a night of turned down a shot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but t- this is a much better uh, Omaha right now is way more pleasant than that time. Yes, to say the least. Well, they had uh, that guy from the uh, Weather Channel is supposed to be the weather or the uh, storm chaser. He is supposedly he's like, oh, I'm going to Omaha. So everybody's like, oh shit. Really? Uh, what this weekend? No, when uh, when you got oh when we were here last time. Oh, oh god. Yeah, yeah. We heard, yeah, people were talking about it, like, the whole way leading up to the show, like, that whole week. Yeah, that was fun. Any other road stories besides hitting your face? I, we, have, we have to say, go, going, going back to, <laughs> that was awesome. No, going back to Dayton last month, when we ran into the Dayton band Hey Monet, we were just... Canton. Uh, Canton, sorry. Um, we were just kind of blown away with how uh, nice those guys were, and they took us to this kind of underground venue across the street from where we played, and it was what? Oh, what I can like I a com- warehouse. I compared it to it, remember like the original Ninja Turtles movie, where where it's like all, the, the where the foot clans hang, hang out. It was you. You it walked was like in regular there, or menthol. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was there was a guy. There was a guy riding a a, a huge tricycle just around this room, like you know, a giant just, warehouse. Yeah, giant warehouse like around this room. Yeah, just like just like, like smoking furniture. a joint. People just like bringing their own beer in there. And then you walk back and there's this really elevated stage. It was actually a really sweet stage where this band's playing. So you could watch the band from the floor or you could walk up this ladder and like they had couches set up on just like this second level of like scaffolding. Yeah, of like set, yeah, it was it. really easy like you're like, "Boy, like this is such a hazard." <laughs> yeah. But it, it was one of those places where like, "Man, we should totally play here." I mean, there were tons of people in there. Yeah, that place was really cool. Yeah. Well, and that's a new thing I've been hearing about uh, bars that are oh, well, they're not really bars, they're places and you like yeah. you bring your own cooler. Yeah, yeah, and, totally. Uh, we'll well, provide the entertainment. Well, in yeah, a way, cool yeah, in a way, it's like you know, kind of an underground club. And sometimes you know, you think you get people in there that are there exactly for that. I mean, it's almost like they're doing the target marketing for you. You know, instead of you play sometimes in a place where music is like clearly designed as background music. It's yeah, like, you get like a different kind of differences as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where we play in front of like three hundred people, yeah, like Black we've, Black Wednesday. Oh yeah, that we was horrible. We, horrible. We've had shows where we played in front of like twenty people, and at the end of the show, been like, "Holy shit, that show was awesome!" Because everybody swarmed us afterwards, bought all our oh, yeah. stuff, and like huge fans, and they come back and see us every time. Then we've had shows where we play in front of three hundred people, and it's like terrible terrible show and we're all sad afterwards because nobody was listening <laughs> yeah and we were just background music to a bunch of people hanging out and yeah, you know the worst part is going to a show or any show and even as a spectator and having the people be louder than the band yeah yeah that, that's, that's, that's what ask us to turn it down yeah that's why we, that, <laughs> yeah. That, that's why we that definitely try to write really really loud music another no, another, another good story from the road from uh right around when that crazy like tornado warning thing in omaha 
that just that following weekend in we played in St. Louis and we we played yeah we played in Champaign that Friday night Champaign Illinois <clears throat> which is like central Illinois and then we drive to St. Louis Saturday apparently we just missed this huge hailstorm in St. Louis we park at our hotel in St. Louis and we we don't even notice anything we like go up to our room unload our stuff come back to our van we look out like we look out on the lawn right by our van the lawn is like full of giant literally golf ball sized hail yeah there's a picture Somewhere of it on our website that. like Greg holding up this giant ball of hail and then we look around and like all the cars like back <laughs> windshields are just yeah, yeah. yeah shattered and we drove and then we drove past on the way to the venue like uh car dealerships where you just saw every single car just the uh, windshields were shattered <laughs> busy yeah, busy was, busy insurance companies. it was just, yeah one of the bands couldn't make the show because they're apparently their van like the windshield shattered on that and they they couldn't even come to the show and then like i this one cl- club in st louis like a bunch of people got injured and like it was really it was crazy it was we, we also had insanely weather. bad wings that day that caused me to have one of my worst days ever on tour. <laughs> Thank yeah. God we were only playing a half-hour set. It was a Pepto-Bismol day. <laughs> it was. That's all we're going to say about that. That was that was a that was a crazy couple of weeks. But one of our favorite places to tour in the whole wide world is New York, New York City. I don't think I personally have not gone to bed before 4:30 or 5 o'clock. And the last time we were in New York, I woke up on a pull-out couch at my sister's place next to this guy, Greg, and one of my really good friends that lives in New York now, Ned, and it was clearly not big enough for three guys, and we just all kind of woke up and looked at each other and were like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, it's funny how, how we we one time stayed at my, like two of us stayed at my, or was it three of us or four of us stayed at when uh, Maggie was touring with us, and we had a, uh, my friend Maggie used to tour with us and like sing on just like two songs, but uh, we stayed at my buddy Chris's place. We all like sh- showered in his his roommate's shower and then like the next week chris like calls me he's like my roommate came and asked me like he he's like why was there just like a like a rug like a bath mat like in the shower like soaking wet he's like i don't he's like i'm not like mad i just want to know like what happened did you like did you run out of towels i was like dude i have no idea i don't know what and i questioned everybody in the band and everybody's like no not me it wasn't I was like, okay, so that's a mystery. I wonder, wonder what happened. Like, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I wonder oh, if we should tell the, the couch story in D.C. <laughs> no, we should not. <laughs> okay, no. well, we'll leave this one out. Let's just say yeah. this, yeah. this one, not, not, for, not for public consumption. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we have, there's some bad stories out there. <laughs> How many different bands have you guys been in? Or is anybody this their first touring band? Um. Does high school wind ensemble count as a band? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not, then this is my first Greg time. Greg played a mean bass trombone. Plays a good rusty so trombone yeah, this too. This would be, uh, <laughs> this would be my, my first touring band, in, in a sense. Yes. Man, uh, I've been touring since it's about fifteen. I've been I've been touring since you were in diapers. <laughs> yeah, nice. I was touring before you were born, Trevor. <laughs> Uh, man, I've been touring since I was maybe like 15. I started uh, playing for several different gospel groups in Chicago. And then after high school, I uh, joined some jazz bands and funk bands. And currently right now, of course, I'm the drummer with the Mohill. Awesome rock band. <laughs> and I play with a band called Liquid Souls. Uh, they're a pretty, pretty big name in Chicago. Uh, they were nominated for a Grammy back in, I don't know, mid-90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, I've been playing around for a while. Peter? I had a band in high school called Spastic Knits, which was a pretty awesome band. Uh, it was like a, a funk metal band. That was that was my first band, I'd say. And then I kind of tried to do like a solo 
acoustic act is just Peter Manhart. I released one album called I Need Money. Greatest, which was, greatest <laughs> name ever. It's <laughs> a pretty sweet album. Um, I even improvised a song on the album, so go buy that album if you can find it anywhere. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Just iTunes? hit record and improvise the song. And I, I love recently it. borrowed Peter's CD case, and I was on a long drive with my girlfriend. I found that CD. Did you listen to it? We listened to it. <laughs> it was real good. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> pretty sweet. Yeah, and then... Uh, Ever since then, it's been Molehill, so I guess you could say this is, I don't know if this is the second or third band for me, but it's been a solid, like, being, performing since I was, like, in high school, I guess. I, I played in a high school band with a couple buddies, and we did, like, all covers. Actually, no, we did some originals, too. Um, I've been in a bunch of bands. I mean, nothing, like, no bands that ever toured, but uh, I played in a 10-piece horn band in college. It was really fun. That was a killer band. And yeah, I met Peter when I, I moved to Chicago in 2007 and met Peter like four months later and we started putting together what is now this this particular lineup of Mole Hill and what seems to be like here to stay for a long time. So uh, yeah, I mean, this is definitely the most like as far as original band. How long I, have you guys been together as Mole Hill? Uh, this, this particular lineup since uh, first show together was February of 2010. Um, Peter and I, early 2008 and Peter back to probably 2005 when it was that was like it started as like a, a three-piece like i was playing acoustic guitar and singing and it was like a rotating cast of bass players and drummers and sometimes keyboard players and got bass players it was a weird uh <laughs> it was a long weird journey but yeah then trevor came and added a much needed stability to the thing he's he's got a much better mind for management and being on and using a calendar <laughs> one thing about bass players is every time you get a new one, the music changes. Yeah. It's not really because they're writing or anything. It's because bass players are weird. Sorry, Trevor. <laughs> but bass players are strange. And you get a wide variety of crazy-ass bass players between the crazy monkey bass players and <laughs> the guys that just stand there and just rip a shit off. Yeah, and... you're right. Some people play, play a lot more. Some people want to just be as simple as possible. And I don't know. I always think the guys that don't you guys with any instrument that don't try to show off are usually the best players yeah. you know the ones that are hiding in the corner you know when the lights are off where, where is that <laughs> yeah trevor actually started out wearing like camouflage for every gig like <laughs> to blend in with the uh bar i'm just kidding i don't know i'm just making this up like some kind of bar like i, I was camouflage. actually thinking i'm like if i wore camouflage at a gig he before? was like covered in like neon bud light signs and he'd always like stand <laughs> stand right next to the window and nobody would see him That'd for like the first year it was really weird camouflage. Yeah, so it took a while to get him out of that, but we he, he broke through it. <laughs> Just kidding, totally made that up. Besides uh, your own genre, you call yourselves uh, pop rock, indie pop rock. What would you call yourself? We had a a blog in DC call us Poptastic Space Rock, and I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, we definitely adhere to pop sensibilities. We want to write hooks that people remember. We don't stray far from the traditional makeup of a pop song uh, as far as form goes. But, uh, I mean, neither does like anybody else. <laughs> there are few few people that are able to uh, really make an impact outside of that, truly get outside of that format. Um, most people that say somebody that does something different, like... God, Mr. I Bungle? <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, I always hear bands, you know, people will bring up um, like TV on the radio, for instance. And like, I, I really enjoy TV on the radio. But as far as like them actually doing something outside of a pretty base, normal song structure, I don't, you know, there's nothing that like jumps out at me. So I guess you could say we have pop sensibilities. We definitely like hard rock. We like funk music. We like soul music. We love 
singer-songwriters. I mean, one of the people that Peter introduced me to that I really admire now is Elliot Smith. Um, Are you, coming, you like you like him now? Am I, I really do like Elliot Sweet. Smith, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, another, my girlfriend listens to a lot of, I mean, almost like, I was thinking about it the other day, almost like exclusively female-fronted groups. And so I've, I've really started to enjoy a lot of uh, female artists. I didn't listen to many female artists, and I don't know, I just had some kind of block about it. And now I'm like, I like love, uh, have you heard of Kimbra? Mm-hmm. She's this Australian kind of pop artist and she's breaking in the States now. And I saw her a couple weeks ago. And K- Kimbra sang the hook on that huge Gautier song. Um, what's the name of the song? <laughs> somebody that I used to yeah, know. Somebody that, like she sang the hook on that, but like you don't, that, I mean, that song's really catchy, but I mean, I, I would not judge her makeup of work on that song. But Kimbra is really cool. There's a really good band. Uh, if you're into a lot of acoustic stuff, out of Baltimore, uh, they're called Elephants Gerald. Great band. Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. Nice. Elephants. Oh, Elephants Gerald. That's awesome. Elephants Gerald. Cool. But they are very good. That's like the. Good. There's a Chicago band called The Loneliest Monk. <laughs> I like those clever names. <laughs> I like puns. I guess I'm a pun guy. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I think what we sound like actually was the original question. Oh. I think we're proggy. I tell people we're like a slightly proggy P- people, pop rock. Yeah, people have said we're proggy. I mean, I think people generally jump to proggy as soon as there's, I don't know, like something even mildly not what you could hear on the radio immediately. Well, we'll, we'll change time signatures from like 4-4 four, four to 3-4 four, briefly in a song. When? Stronger now. Uh, really? Or does that turn into like 5-4 or something like that? We do? This is getting heady right now. Oh, we just drop a beat. I think it's seven. Oh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, but you, anyway, we... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pop, Poptastic Space Rock is a pretty good... That That's what I would use. That's, the, like, the, the couple-word pitch. Poptastic Space Rock is pretty good. I don't think I, I could, like, pitch that to a record, like, exact with a straight face, say Poptastic. <laughs> no, no, no. I, <laughs> unless I said it like that. With Poptastic space. I mean, I think part of it is, is like, there's some, you know, people always say there's, like, a, a certain sense of, like, epicness to some of your songs. So it's Cinematic. Like, yeah, it's, people said cinematic a lot. So ci- cinematic, That's I think. That's a legit word. Yeah, cinematic, cin- cinematic rock. Highbrow word. Yeah, we, we try to, you know, we definitely try to, you know, tap into something, I suppose, some sort of emotional uh, connection. 